Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Marked Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Marked Safe. What the fuck? I don't know. <sighs> Let's just open this with bad energy. We're matching energy. At least we, we always match, him. right? We, uh, we we do pretty much always match. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're, it's, it's. It's oops, all bad vibes tonight. Yeah. Not between each other, at least not that I know of. Are you mad at me? No, no, okay, of course good. not. I'm not mad at you. I've actually been looking forward to this because I've been so like in such a shitty mood all day, like an angry, mad, shitty mood. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to talk to Brianne. <laughs> oh, no, though. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I've got real bad energy, too. <laughs> I've been in my head about everything in my life today. Yes. I've been having just unnecessary fucking drama today. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a stupid fucking day, to be honest. It's been the dumbest day. It's fuck. God, it's bullshit. It's Monday, which doesn't really mean anything in particular for me. Um it's spring break. Is it spring break for your kids? No, because ours got cut short for the hurricane, so Oh, bless. It's actually my first spring break as a non-homeschooling parent. You ready to send her and back to school? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen. I'm not going to lie. I did used to hear parents who had to, you know, be home with their kids for a whole week, complain about it and think, you fucker. I haven't. I've been doing this for seven years. Like, don't at me about this. But it's different, huh? It's different. It's different. Yeah. I I take it back. I have to. Uh, did, you, did you take her lunchbox out of her backpack? Well, she hasn't wanted to have a lunchbox anymore. She's wanted to eat at school. Oh. But I wouldn't have. I absolutely wouldn't have. I don't even know where the fuck her backpack is. <laughs> she asked earlier and I was like, how the fuck I don't should know. I know? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Uh, no, it, it's different. It's real different when you're not used to this um, and they're not used to this. So now they want you to be the uh, pediatrician daycare center employee and shopkeeper for their baby dolls. Yes. 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. We, we got to about, I don't know, two or three today on Monday, the first day that was officially spring break. And, uh, man, I was about ready to tap out. <laughs> it's a whole new world. <laughs> I don't even know what our spring break is. I probably should look. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah, it's just going to sneak up on me. Yeah, it could be tomorrow for all you know. Ugh, I hope not. Can you imagine? No, no. And you have too many kids for that. Oh, fuck. All right. So bad vibes. Anyways, might as well just yeah, ca- bad vibes. carry this on to our fucking bracket. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I'm a little. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at my bracket. Yeah? Yeah. It was hard. I didn't want it to be. <laughs> Because I, I listened to Remember Me from Coco first, which admittedly I haven't watched Coco. <laughs> I don't I, – I'm going to fucking shake you. I'm sorry. I actually want to watch Coco. I'm going to. Coco's so it good. Is, my to-watch list is not really that long because so I don't really want to watch much, but I do actually want to watch Coco. But – so I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this song is lit. What's it going up against? It's probably going to win. Fucking circle of life, really? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's hard. Because it's childhood nostalgia and it's just a lit song. It fucking slaps, Melanie. It slaps. It slaps. It's a bop. It's, it's a slapping bop, as the youth say. They don't say that. A slapping bop? <laughs> they don't ever say that. <laughs> No one's ever said that before just now. It's a thing now. Yeah, slap and bop. It's a slap and bop. Mm-hmm. Unlike angel kisses down your throat, which I see people are trying to make happen. It's going to happen. It's not. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Melanie. <laughs> it needs to not. I love how you do Mean Girls pop references, but we haven't seen half these fucking movies. I mean, I've seen Mean Girls a bunch of times. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. It's so good. 
<laughs> it is. And I, I feel like it's something I should have not seen because it seems like it's something I would have not seen, but here we are. All right. Well, what are we doing? Well, uh, <laughs> I guess I haven't said, huh? I was just ready to move on. I was like, so what's your episode? <laughs> Fuck. We are, uh, we are, we are in a space today. We are in a space. It's not a good space. It's, it's not. I have been talking too much today and now I'm hoarse. I've been talking so much today and I'm tired of talking and I'm tired of everything and I'm, not even PMSing. There's no excuse for I this. Am. It's just, I, I mean, I am. It is the time. It's just not the PMS time. Mm. <sighs> We're synced, I think. Are we? I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm just, when, when did you start? Yesterday. <laughs> okay. Well, I started two days before that. So close. Close. We're this working is the content on it. People are here for. This is the content they come back for. We're on our periods, y'all. <laughs> They want our menstrual calendars. <laughs> it's why they come. Oh, all this time we thought it was the possibility of your butthole, but no. 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 It's our cycles. It's our cycles. And the fact that they're synced. Yeah. Yeah. I think this right. explains a lot of the energy. <laughs> no. No, not no, for me. No, no, no. Another time. No, it's it's just my life for me. <laughs> Nope. So yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Oh, I still have to tell you this time. <laughs> I really don't want to. <laughs> I really don't they want to. They can't tie, you actually have to pick one. Oh God, I thought that after Into the Unknown versus Surface Pressure, everything was gonna be easy mode. I'm going to have to go with the circle of life, but I mean, honest to God, it is a tie. It really is. I'm just, it's childhood nostalgia is winning out and that's it. I think that's going to take the cake for pretty much, it's it's the petting zoo. Uh, I don't actually have that much no, I'm nostalgia just, about Disney movies. You have said nostalgia like pretty much every fucking episode. Have I really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know myself that well. Like you opened it up with Little Mermaid and okay. childhood nostalgia. Listen, that's different. Is it? Is it? It is. All right. It is. Circle of Life 1. Circle of Life 1. You have no idea what I'm doing today. None. Literally none. I knew what it was supposed to be, but then you fucking pivoted like you always do. This was a big fucking pivot because i'm working on some interviews for the one that i was working on and uh i'm not gonna put it out half ass because i'm really excited about it my next couple ones i'm really excited about so yeah i have a surprise for you today i love your surprises is it a dead mouse on my pillow yes okay i love your dead mice good somebody does all <laughs> right a lot of people do <laughs> they keep paying for them I think people might be excited about this one. Do you? Mm -hmm. You know what the people want, and it's it's wiener goo. It's wiener goo. Angel kisses down my throat. No. <laughs> no, I refuse. Well, no, it is. And it was lunchtime. And you're not even going to tell me. You're just cold opening? I'm cold opening. Okay, SNL. <laughs> Damn. It was lunchtime. And stonecutter John Barry was a creature of habit. So he made his way to Boston's Engine 31 Firehouse to hang out with his buddy. They had a pool table, a piano, and there was almost always a card game going on. John hung out next to fire engineer George Leahy as the pair watched fireman Bill Connor, Fred McDermott, Nat Boring, and Patty Driscoll play their hands. It was just a normal Wednesday afternoon until it wasn't. I always feel like the vibe in a fire station must be so cool. A piano, a pool table. Right? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, if I was just some Joe Schmo, like stone cutter, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm hanging out there on my lunch break. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. sounds cool. It sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that a thing? Like, can can people do that? Well, John was. Okay. I've never considered that an option before. We have any firefighters in here? Let us know. Surely, surely we must have one or at least somebody who's, you know, close to one. I bet if like you made just, a plate. Is that like a lunch destination? Is it? I mean, that's cool, but I don't know if that's normal. I want to do it. 
Okay. I want to go to a fire station. They would for let lunch. you do it because you're you're really pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not on the inside. So you agree? You're really pretty on the outside. Sometimes I have my days. Listen, so. two Mean Girls episode references. One episode. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm I'm on one. So a crashing sound startled the men, and Bill jumped from his seat to look out the window. He screamed, "Oh my God! Run!" And then everything turned black. Oh, shit. At the same time, train conductor Royal Albert Lehman was running his regular passenger train route when something came crashing into the elevated train tracks that hovered above Commercial Street. With the train tracks now tilting, there was no time to stop. So Royal forged ahead, jumping the tracks and safely stopping the train on the other side of the wreckage. Creepy. Yes. With the passenger oh trains running every seven minutes, Royal knew that the next passing train would not have a chance. He climbed from the train and raced over the twisted and mangled tracks towards the oncoming train. Flailing his arms wildly, he screamed, Stop! The track is down! The track is down! And his effort was not in vain. The conductor of the oncoming train managed to stop his passenger train before meeting the gaping hole in the tracks waiting for him ahead fuck we don't do enough train stuff i know right yeah coincidentally boston policeman frank mamanis was using the call box on commercial street to give his afternoon report he was startled by the sound of a machine gun oh shit that's that's startling Mm -hmm. but that's very startling it wasn't a machine gun The sound came from rivets shooting out of a 50-foot-tall storage tank, the tank exploding out its entire contents onto the city streets. 2.3 million gallons of molasses. No. Yes! What year is this, did you say? 1919. Okay. This is the Great Molasses Bullet. Oh, my God. I have been waiting since the day we started this fucking (laughs) podcast for one of us to do this. I started it a long time ago, and I needed something to, like, have the bones of to wrap up fairly quickly yeah. since I pivoted. Yeah. So. I've got a couple of those in the back burner Just all the time. Dusted it off a little bit. A sticky tidal wave of molasses was going 35 miles an hour, consuming the Boston streets and everything in its path. Frank ordered the operator to, quote, send all available rescue vehicles and personnel immediately. There's a wave of molasses coming down Commercial Street. And coming was an understatement. I don't know why that sounds sexy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to our podcast, The Capricorner. I am Lynn. And I am Destiny. And we are two Capricorns destined to meet and linked by the same birthday. On our lifestyle podcast, you'll hear about dating, relationships, pop culture, and psychology. Capricorn style, of course. We highlight our different upbringings and life experiences and compare our thoughts on questionable subjects. So get ready for a challenge to your mental fitness and copious controversy. Listen for new episodes on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or click the link in the description. Coming Coming was an understatement. You don't really. It's going to be the title of this fucking episode. But how will I spell coming? I'm sorry, Aveda. I'm sorry. God damn it. <laughs> ah! Oh God, it gets worse and worse. Okay, okay. I'm I'm stopping. I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> you have to. It's your job. No, this is, I'm turning off my mic. The rest of this episode is all you. You're doing disaster relief alone. You're you're doing it all. I have to do it solo. Completely. Oh, that's exciting. The rest of this is you, Melanie. Take the wheel. <laughs> Take it from my hands. All right. The wave of molasses was 15 to 40 feet high. Holy shit. And at some point, 160 feet wide. That's unreasonable. Yeah. What? Like how? I don't know. The wave leveled buildings, trapping many people inside of them. Quote. Here's a good one. Here's a good pull quote. You ready? 
I love a good pull quote. You're so good at good pull quotes. The shouts and screams of the dying and injured rent the air. For the first quarter of an hour, pandemonium reigned. Okay. First of all, that is amazing. Second of all, I feel like all of your good pull quotes end up involving screams of the dying rending the air. Always. Like, I swear I just to God, really- you've used that. Say, Do you have one pull quote? Did you just write that down at one point and then you just quote it in every single episode that you do? Because I swear to God, you've said that 15 times before. So I have this disaster mad lip book. <laughs> <laughs> we just change the words. I would believe it. We should make one of those. Oh my! Oh, do you love those? I love those. Okay, I do love them. No one loves them as much as my mom. We need to do a disaster version. Oh my god! This could be merch. Yes. Yes. I want it. I want it so bad. I got new stickers coming in this week. I know. <laughs> How do I feel about it? I don't know. Very, but I do know that you do. You're angry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for helping me name my emotion. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So one half of the tank wall crashed against the structure of the Boston Elevated Railway on Commercial Street. Other sections of the tank wall fell on the firehouse. And when it comes to the Clowardy house, one of the creepier things I've ever heard, quote, the tremendous rush of air created when the great sides of the giant molasses tank opened out, created a vacuum of such force, it pulled the house into Commercial Street and it fell into a heap of ruins beneath the elevated structure where the uprights were broken. Like it got sucked in. I feel like I just, I almost struggle to understand how this could happen. Like, how there could be this much molasses. Like, I mean, doesn't it, does it boggle your mind? It boggles my mind, but I get into a little bit of the science later on. Okay. Which. Okay. I like it when you do that. It's bananas. It's, it is bananas. So, like, this house just gets sucked into that. Like. Holy shit. I just, ugh, I can't even imagine. I feel like we don't think enough about sucking in terms of disasters. So there was, when I lived in California. Because this happens a lot when ships sink. It also happens in, like, people get sucked into uh, passing trains. That's a thing. What? Yes. When I lived in California, it fucking happened all the time. People would stand too what? close to trains and they would get sucked in. Shut the fuck up. No. Like, there's a reason why there's a line. <laughs> people oh my god yes it can suck you in my grandfather lost an arm to a train did he get sucked in i don't know he's dead but because of the train no he he just had one arm for the rest of his life they don't grow back mm. yeah once it's gone it's gone I, f- I feel the need to clarify that. I have an uncle that's missing some fingers, and it's so funny when he comes. Because the girls, they're, they're so young, so they forget these things, but he always tries to high-five them. And it's, <laughs> their reaction is just the best. They don't know what to do. They want to be polite. And he's just, <laughs> you know, ribbing them hard. Bless their hearts. So Martin McLarty was sleeping when the tank collapsed. When he woke up, he found himself fighting against a molasses whirlpool trying to suck him in. Oh, my God. Imagine waking up. You're sleeping. You're sleeping. And all of a sudden, you're waist deep. This is the worst shit since the Faithway Drive sinkhole. It's molasses and it's sucking you in. How disorienting would that be? I mean, if you live in Florida, at least you know sinkholes exist, so you wake up and you might have some concept of what the fuck is happening. But you, no one ever expects to wake up to being sucked by molasses. No. That's, that's a surprise every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Floating nearby, Martin was able to grab onto a bed frame and use it as a raft. From the sludge of molasses, a hand appeared. It was Martin's oh, no. sister, Teresa. And he was able to pull her onto the bed frame to safety, too. Both his mother, Bridget, and his brother, Stephen, were thrown from the family home after the explosion. Bridget would die immediately. 
Stephen, later on in a facility he was put into due to brain trauma resulting from the disaster. Gosh, that's sad. Mm -hmm. At the firehouse, the surge of molasses lifted this fucking building from its foundation, moving it more than 10 feet. Oh. An entire building. God, things like this creep me out so much because they're like it's just not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen. There's not supposed to be a molasses wave. There's no like your building shouldn't get up or anything. And, like walk down the street. No. no, like I mean, either no, everything in the world almost either we somehow build our infrastructure around the possibility that it could happen, or it happens around. Our infrastructure, like one or the other, but th- this is just, no one expects this. Mm-mm. No one, you don't, you don't lay out your city or your life or the universe or your expectations with the thought that fucking molasses waves may come. Of that's, all things. That's not on the table. No. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird that we're even talking about this. Yeah. It's unsettling. So. The floors of the engine house collapsed on each other like a deck of cards, trapping the men inside. It was a dire situation. Quote, the building in such a condition that every time a man stepped across, it shook as if it were about to drop. The second floor was now being supported by only random furniture, the pool table and piano, trapping the men in an 18 inch space that was quickly filling up with molasses. Are you claustrophobic? Yes. Me too. I like bad. It gets worse the older I am. Yeah, me too. I really don't think I had that problem as a kid, but now like I have to disassociate a little bit just to think about it because it's really bad. I didn't realize it was getting as out of hand as it was until I had my emergency C-section with Josie and they put the mask on me. Ooh. And like I just like I wanted to like scrape my skin off like i could not handle it oh i hate that i never really thought about that i remember at one point this is messed up but i remember at one point i was pregnant with adelaide and i was probably about i don't know the the point where you're running out of room but not like the absolute end Mm -hmm. so i don't know 30 weeks or so give or take a little bit and i remember laying in bed one night and just feeling so claustrophobic like inside out claustrophobic yes 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 i felt that Really? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. I've always felt so weird about that. I've never told anyone that before. It was just like, I'm uncomfortable. I feel like my lungs are being constricted. I feel mm-hmm. like my organs are being constricted and I can't escape it. Yes. It's terrible. It's the worst. It really was. Like, I it, I had that feeling a few times, but I remember just being like really fucking overwhelmed by it one night in bed. Mm-hmm. Been there. Okay. That's so creepy. I, I didn't. Yes. Hmm. Okay. I've never told anybody that before, so now I've told everybody. <laughs> now everybody <laughs> but knows. really, just you. Yeah. So, because Officer Frank McManus alerted for help as the disaster was unfolding, rescuers came quickly. Sailors from the United States ship Rockport were the first to assist, quickly followed by surgeons of the Navy Station and members of the Red Cross. And I was also thinking I really want to do a Red Cross episode, like a history of... If That'd that's cool. something like, I don't know if anyone would be interested in something like that. I would. I bet there's some really crazy stuff out there. Oh, I'm sure. Despite the quick response and rescue efforts, the sheer stickiness of the molasses made the situation increasingly difficult. And then it started hardening. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Before we proceed with that, do you know... What a fucking problem they must have had with like ants afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it imagine? was winter time, so maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like it would still like there's no way. Have you ever spilled syrup in your kitchen? Yes. Also, do you say syrup or syrup? Syrup. Okay, good. I feel like everyone around me says syrup. Syrup? Syrup? syrup. That doesn't sound natural. Everyone around me says syrup. Doesn't sound natural. It's syrup. not natural. It's it's syrup. But have you ever spilled fucking syrup on your kitchen floor? Yes. It's never all the way gone. I have five kids. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it never leaves you 100%. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you spilled molasses on your entire fucking town. Mm-mm. It, the ants are coming. The- okay, continue. <laughs> They're marching one by one. 
<laughs> yes, they are. Hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. In space, no one can hear you scream. Unless you have a podcast. It's Space Castle! Join three nerds. I'm PT. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. As they hurtle through space, debating movies, books, games, and answering your pop culture questions. All to maintain their own sanity. Space Castle. Your clubhouse and ours for all things nerdy. Available wherever pods are casted. like little old-timey ants with these little mustaches <laughs> their little work boots hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> oh my god their little okay. boston accents of course they have boston accents you're so right they do they're the cutest ants in the world <laughs> and they're probably a little bossy too why are they bossy? I don't know. I just have this mental picture that I mean, Boston they're, people they're aren't marching. they kind of rude? Yes, they're marching, and there there's a certain but not like rude in a bad to... way. Like it's they're assertive. Mm. I don't know. I'm sticking with the rude. Assertive? It's like a <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> no, it's like just something that, like a skill that they have perfected. Rudeness? Yes. I don't think that's usually how that works. Maybe rudeness isn't the word. <laughs> I don't think that's usually a skill. Forward. Forward. Okay. Didn't you just shoot down the word assertive? Yeah. Sounded. It's, I don't like it. <laughs> These are my aunts. Oh, this is going to be a love it or hate it episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because we're fucking dumb. <laughs> I do think some people are here for that, though. <laughs> Hey, at least we're laughing now. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad, though. Yeah. Not at you. All right. So, okay. so the workers, the worker ants. <laughs> I was going to say it if you didn't. If they stood still for too long, they would become glued to the ground. Oh, no. And not just people. Almost said ants, too. Animals, too. An incredible number of horses fell victim to the wave of molasses and, quote, died like so many flies on sticky flypaper. That's gnarly. Mm -hmm. Horses that lay suffering were shot on sight and put out of their misery. And when I read that, I was like, are you could you imagine being part of search and rescue and you just keep hearing gunfire go Mm. off? No. And like knowing what it is. Oh, I feel like people would have always been upset about horses. Like, I do feel like we've gotten a lot more sensitive about animal death in general lately. But, I mean, I I feel like people would have always been upset about yeah. horses. Back at the firehouse, the men were starting to be freed. Bill, Fred, Nat, and Patty were quickly pulled from the wreckage. When rescuers heard groaning, they immediately thought it was Fireman George Leahy, which would account for all the men that were thought to be on shift at the engine house that day. They quickly got to work with torches and a hole was made big enough for the responding firemen to crawl to the victim. But it wasn't George they found. John, the stone cunner, who had stopped by on his lunch hour that day. John was pinned, his cheek glued to the ground, molasses swirling around, threatening to drown him. Oh my God. When a fireman made his way to John, he came with a bottle of brandy and a syringe full of morphine. They worked tirelessly, and finally, John was freed and taken to the hospital. That's ominous. Mm -hmm. You don't want someone to show up with that stuff. No, you don't. 
I mean, I guess if you need it, you really do want that stuff. But it, like, if you're trying to evaluate how bad the situation is, and someone shows up with that, yeah, you know, it's you're not going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> Rescuers frantically continued their search for George. When he was finally located at the foot of a sliding pole, rescuers found his body, quote, pinned down by a big timber with a piano and pool table across the timber. So <sighs> newer tellings of the molasses flood will almost always say that he was pinned by a pool table. You know me, I like to do a little extra digging. I think, I mean, it is bad enough that you have to cut through a pool table, but I don't think you should minimize rescue efforts, like a pool table, a piano, like a huge beam. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. Everybody shares sources these days. You got to check them out, you know? Yeah. So when they found George, his body was still warm to the touch and a doctor was immediately requested. An army surgeon arrived at the scene and they desperately tried to save George, but it was too late, according to the surgeon. Quote, the firemen, while they believed him, wanted to make sure that no means of saying, saving Leahy's life were neglected and carried the body out. It was placed on an ambulance and sent to the hospital. So they were just, I, it's just that bond, you know, where like, yeah. you're just gonna, you're gonna you're going to try. I almost said beat a dead horse. It's the wrong thing for this episode. Oh, no. Oh, what the fuck's wrong wow. with me? That's like aggressively wrong. I'm not taking that out. I hope you know. Oh, shit. No. But you know what I mean? What, what's it better? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, it's almost too on the note. Golly. Ugh. That's not what I meant. Oh, because this makes it even shittier. Oh. It's okay. I don't think anyone's going to come for you about that. Well, George didn't make it. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. All right. I'm so glad this is so old. I'm sorry, George, if you're here. His ghost is here. Mm -hmm. George left behind a wife and three children, which is mm -hmm. super sad, especially yeah. back then, because it's not, you know, you're usually solely dependent. Well, I feel like even today, but especially back then, you're solely dependent on your husband's job. And yeah, I couldn't imagine. No, fuck. Suffocation would account for most of the 21 lives lost that day. Quote, there was no escape from the wave. Caught, human being and animal alike could not flee. Running in it was impossible. Snared in its flood was to be stifled. Once it smeared ahead, human or animal, there was no coughing off the sticky mass. To attempt to wipe it with the hands was to make it worse. Most of those who died died from suffocation. It plugged the nostrils almost airtight. Oh my god, that is that is I I can't get over the volume of it still. That where the the whole plugging, like that's on par with like choking and not being able to save yourself. Yeah. The rescue and recovery <sighs> mission went through the night. One old-timey newspaper article I found said, quote, a large party of Red Cross workers, women and girls, braved the tangled sticky mass to bring relief to the men. Wearing short skirts and putties, they waded through the molasses and distributed hot coffee and donuts to the firemen, policemen, soldiers, and sailors. I put this in there because I don't want to be the only one that has a rotten joke, but okay, I'm going to put an asterisk on this article so you know I'm not fucking lying. Because okay. it was like a serious article. So without any context, I guess the context is a disaster, but it's so inappropriate. The very last line says, quote, Mrs. Austin's pancake flour is fine, ready in a jiffy. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? It says it. There's no context. It's just at the end of this God, old-timey newspapers. What's it mean? Who's Mrs. Austin? And I get it, it's molasses, but... I, 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 I am nothing but questions. Go home, journalist. You're drunk. You are drunk. You're so drunk. Holy shit. Okay. It's the ready and the jiffy that got weird. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. It wasn't the only cringe thing I found. <laughs> I bet. Okay. I bet it wasn't. Take this full page ad that came out a couple days later from our favorite state, Ohio. Oh, our favorite state. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and we're their favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. We're the official podcast of Ohio. Yes. It's like the state flag. <laughs> we're like the state uh-huh. podcast. That's us. Quote, a big molasses jug blew up in Boston the other day and killed a score or more of people. In addition, caused much damage to property. The cause of the explosion was, in all likelihood, fermentation. Many people do not know that the so-called New Orleans molasses is highly susceptible to fermentation and that if it isn't looked after properly, an explosion is not to be surprised at. Oh, my God. Is there uh, anything? Oh, it gets okay. worse. It gets worse. It was just placed in the vast container and allowed to take care of itself. Fermentation set in gradually, and eventually the big blow-off came. It's some more, it sort of reminds one of some business undertakings, which are given a good start by their promoters and then left to take care of themselves. A fermentation will start in a business way unless it is offset by judicious advertising. And unless this advertising is looked for and continued carefully, there will eventually result a big blowing up, after which there will be little left of the business. Advertising in the Lima Times day after day will prevent fermentation and stagnation in your business enterprise. Don't accept our word for it. Try it and see. Holy shit. That was a lot. They literally used a disaster to advertise their advertising section read the room how many times have i said that in this podcast fucking ohio (sighs) ohio this is why you're on all these lists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the official cause of the molasses flood was still under investigation at this point but everyone had a theory including Ohio's newspaper. The owner of the molasses tank, however, would not consider any theory that would hold them culpable for the disaster. Well, I bet. Mm -hmm. Harry F. Dolan, attorney for the Purity Distilling Company, said, It was impossible for an internal explosion to occur. Manholes on top of the tank were kept open and no gas of any kind could have formed. An explosion could not have been caused by fermentation, as molasses ferments only in exceedingly warm weather. The tank could not have broken open from an internal cause. It met all the specifications of experts. Each plate in it had been tested, and it was not filled to capacity. The company assumes that the tank was broken by something which acted upon it from the outside. The tank may have been broken by the enemies of the United States, who knew that we were engaged during the war in the manufacture of alcohol, which was used in making munitions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm literally like rubbing my face in exasperation right now. Exhausting. It is exhausting. The company did help make munitions during the war, but saying this was an attack by terrorists was just, obviously it was bullshit. Yeah. The writing was on the wall. In this case, it was painted. U.S. Industrial Alcohol, the company that owned the tank, dropped the ball repeatedly. With huge deadlines mounting during the construction of the tank, even the most simple preventative measures were swept under the rug, like filling it up with water to make sure it doesn't fucking leak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody had time for that. They just didn't have time. So they just started filling it up with... You you, listen. Molasses. You do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Quote, USIA ignored all warning signs, including groaning noises every oh, time it was the last filled. thing you want not groaning noises groaning noises Ooh. and it did leak so much so that children would fucking fill cans of molasses up to take back home to their families <sighs> the children that actually died during the molasses flood would later be victim blamed by the company for trespassing Oh, get out your bingo boards. Mm -hmm. When people started pointing it out, their concerns over the leaks, the company painted the fucking tank the color of molasses to help disguise its flaws. Are you fucking kidding me? Not fucking kidding. They just painted it brown. That's trash. So trash. They're just like, nothing to see here, nerds. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) It was never properly inspected and it sure shit wasn't properly maintained. Besides the cutting of corners, the tank was massively underdesigned. A 2015 study found, quote, that the tank was stressed well beyond capacity and made from a steel susceptible to fracture, the same type that was used on the Titanic. Oh, damn. 
Ronald Mayville, a senior structural and metallurgical engineer, found that the walls were at least 50% too thin and that the type of steel used for the tank was brittle because it contained a low amount of the chemical element manganese, making it more likely to crack. Additionally, it, quote, gave it a high transition temperature, making the metal brittle when it cooled below 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. The air temperature on the day of the Great Molasses Flood was 40 degrees. Fuck. It was a recipe for disaster, and that doesn't even factor in the main ingredient, molasses. All 2.3 million gallons of it stored in the tank that day. And I don't see, we kind of were talking about this in the beginning, wrapping your head around just molasses and how fast this happened. Yeah. It like it happened in like five minutes. Like five fucking minutes. I just struggle with how there could even be that much molasses in the first place. Well, we're coming up on prohibition too. So they're just getting okay. as much molasses as they can, like okay. ready for rum and all sorts of shit. Okay. So well, molasses, which is one and a half times denser than water, is notoriously slow to pour. But in the flood, molasses, which is a non-Newtonian fluid like ketchup or toothpaste, would have moved as a gravity current, much like a mudslide, avalanche, or a lava flow. Gravity currents come into play when a dense fluid spreads horizontally into a less dense fluid, in this case, molasses into the air. It's similar to how dense cold air will flow through an open door into a warm room even if there's no wind to drive it. I thought that was like the best explanation I could find. Yeah. You know, like you're in a warm room, you open it and like, you just feel all that cold air come in. Uh-huh. Wow. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. The purity distilling company actually received a new shipment for molasses from Puerto Rico two days before the tank failed. Quote, researchers believe that the massive amount of molasses did not have time to completely cool down from its trip from the Caribbean and was likely seven to nine degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the chilly Boston air. When the tank gave way, the warm molasses spilled out in a huge wave, but it cooled very quickly as it hit the cold air, causing it to become thick and sticky. If it had burst during the summer, the molasses would have likely flowed farther and been much thicker thinner and it would have been a mess but probably not a fatal disaster god a season a season could have fucking changed it's it's awful it's awful well and what a fucking way to go Mm -mm. do you feel like i feel like okay i wonder sometimes in things like this and i i'm i'm i hope this doesn't seem disrespectful because i'm just wondering also how i would respond to this i wonder like do you think in the process, are you just like, what a dumb fucking way to die? Yeah. Like when it becomes obvious that you're going to maybe die. Are I you would just be like, so mad. I'd be me? so fucking mad. Smothering and choking and drowning and whatever in fucking molasses. Really? Uh, I would die mad. Yeah. Literally. Literally. The death toll was not immediately known, and because of the consistency of the molasses, identification proved difficult. Oh, God. Some victims that were swept into the Boston Harbor by the wave of molasses were recovered some four months after the disaster. Mm. Ultimately, 21 people died, and more than 150 were injured. And again, when I say injured, we're not talking little things that you throw up in. Like, people had fractured backs cracked skulls like these were insane injuries yeah i feel like i feel like we don't talk about injuries enough like can't ever work again in your fucking entire life and i mean there are so many things that are just the trauma of the injury and not knowing if you're gonna die or if you'd gotten like one percent lower quality care you would have died the ptsd Yes. I mean, we don't when I I really hate that of all the things. I think that two of the biggest things that bother me as a podcaster are one when it's like a really, really needs a visual aid explanation. I really want to convey it and it's hard to convey it. And the other is how I think we automatically downplay injuries. Yeah. 
you know, we're like 50 killed and 3,000 injured. Like, we're just like, oh, that's crazy. But we don't even really think about it. Yeah. And their lives are probably ruined. Yeah. Or close to it. Yeah. Despite hundreds of volunteers showing up to clean up someone else's fucking mess, it took months to make headway. Sand was poured over the molasses and sprayed into the harbor, which remained brown well into the summer. Wow. What took even longer was the lawsuits. So 119 lawsuits were filed, and in an effort to improve their chances of not being held accountable, Purity Distilling Company's parent company, United States Industrial Alcohol, or USIA, pleaded with the courts to combine them all into a single class action lawsuit. They maintained their defense that the molasses flood was caused by a terrorist attack, despite there being no evidence to support this. What evidence did support was that Arthur Gell, the USIA's treasurer, fucking treasurer, in charge. He was in charge. Like, what? He had zero architectural or engineering experience. But for some reason, plenty of people thought it was a good idea to fucking put him in charge of building this thing? Of course. Mm, I don't know. It just shows you, like... Of course. I mean, it's so obvious that they're putting, like, their cost... It's disgusting. And cutting costs, like, before anything else. real villain all along. You don't hire a treasurer to build a tank? Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Arthur literally neglected basic safety tests like filling the tank with water to check for leaks um only to save coins like he testified that like it was his decision not to do the water because it would cost money and take too much time in april 1925 it was ruled that the united states industrial alcohol was indeed to blame for the disaster they were on the hook to pay out six hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars in damages Adjusted for inflation, about $10.3 million in today's money. Families of the 21 killed by the molasses flood received about $7,000 per victim. Adjusted about $115,000. So not fucking enough. The site of the molasses flood is now at, is it Langon? (laughs) L-A-N-G-O-N Park? I don't know. Langon? Let me know. I'm sure someone will let me know. Uh, where only a small green sign posted about knee-high serves as a marker for the disaster. It does appear that there is a push for a better memorial, and I I really hope that happens. Um, But right now, it's just a bunch of angry people that um, want to see more of a remembrance done for this insane what a shitty thing and what a great story. Yeah, that's your Great Molasses Flood of 1919. People have been asking for that since the very beginning. I think I would say that was probably within our first five or ten requests. Yes. It was good. It was really good. I had a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> I'd like to make people And then wait. we'll record a special episode for you. Until we're nice and bitchy. How about some disaster relief? How about we need it? We do need it. What's yours? Okay. Yeah, I do think I should go first because mine... Is a little dark. I'm sorry. My life is dark right now. I keep doing dark ones. I think that the last one I did was the funeral home, and I'm going to do another um, along those lines. Okay. And, you know, complicated grief. We're always <laughs> talking about it. Um, I So the other day, I got a random message from my bestie, and she had something that she wanted to give me, and it was very out of the blue, unexpected. And we met up, and she had this gorgeous stained glass that had the baby's name on it. It was um, so beautiful. Made out of stained glass, yeah. And her friend Kylie had actually made that for me, and I cried my face off. I didn't cry then, but I cried later when I looked at it more and, you know thought my thoughts um yeah there was crying so it's gorgeous i will send you a pic well i mean you know where to get the picture if you want to post a picture of it but i don't know i'm not clear on whether she is selling or not i probably should have checked on that but kylie has an instagram called um grow with me glass spelled as you would expect and she's making really cool stuff and i really really 
love, I don't know her very well, but I'm Facebook friends with her. I've met her, you know, several times and I love seeing the stuff that she's making. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the literal coolest hobby anyone has ever had. Maybe I should get into this. And I looked into it and it was like, holy shit, a lot. Um, (laughs) You said grow with me glass? Grow with me glass. So I'm really glad that someone is doing it because that is clearly over my head. But I am so glad people make it because this is just so fucking special to me. And I love it so much. And I also just really love um, like modern stained glass a lot, like a lot, a lot. I saw some Pokemon stained glass recently. I'm (gasps) obsessed with it. I love Pokemon. I mean, if that's so not much. the most Melanie thing anyone has ever said, <laughs> Pokemon stained glass. I need it. Yeah. I want it. You Give do. it to me. Okay. So mine's, I don't know. Maybe, I guess mine's kind of grief too. Okay. Um, sure. Let's so growing up, my mom had a December birthday and she always planted tulips. So. Our house was falling apart, but we had the most beautiful yard ever in springtime because there would just be hundreds of tulips everywhere. And I always said, once I knew I was going to be at a place for a while, I wanted to start doing that. And uh, so this year I planted some tulips on my mom's birthday. Oh, that's beautiful. And I have 14 fucking tulips already coming up. Oh. Will you post pictures? Yes, I am so excited. I mean, they're just like the leafy parts like coming out of the dirt. But I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's happening. Because it's my first time. So, yeah, I think I will actually just make this a thing because it makes me happy. I want to think about tulips, not shitty stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. And that is beautiful. And I feel like sometimes our disaster relief matchups are like your bracket matchups. They just they just (laughs) make sense. So, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to cut them and, like, make little bouquets. And I love this. Maybe there will be, like, a teacher appreciation or something. Do you know what color yet? I bought a bunch of different varieties. So there's, like, red ones and yellow ones and mixed ones. So I don't know. I just – I don't – I don't remember how many I planted. It was fucking December. So it will be interesting to see which ones made the cut. I love it. I love everything about it. It's like a surprise. Yeah. And I feel like once again we've got a really good disaster relief matchup. Yes. We don't we don't plan this ahead. Ever. Like ever, ever. ever. It is a surprise to us as much as you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's even a surprise to me what my own is gonna be. (laughs) Um, we have some Patreons too. Hell yeah. So our new Patreons this week we have Paige Bosiek. Please let me know if I said your Last name wrong, I will give you a redo. I do redo. And your buddy this week is Victoria Smith. So go donate blood, go donate food, go Go donate donate a kidney. (laughs) And thank you so much for supporting us. It it really means a lot. It really does. Truly. You have no idea. Yep. Well, I feel better. I do feel better. (laughs) I'm in a better mood. At least incrementally. incrementally but i need this i'm gonna sleep good are you i don't know if i'm gonna go that far with myself that's what she said oh no she knew she was gonna go that far (laughs) sweet dreams or no dreams sweet dreams or no dreams hey horrible ghouls hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you would like to share your personal mark safe moment you can send it to us at marksafepodcast at gmail.com Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us, too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our Mark Safe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.